Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? A little rocky stop, as in anything you say doesn't matter unless you knock off the Gators this weekend. It is. It's full-on stop. We're rebuilding. We're building. We're building. We're building. It's right there. If you're Tennessee, you have a first-year head coach coming in with a quarterback that hasn't thrown a touchdown all year, a team that looked out physical against Kentucky and got out physical against USF. You get him at home. You're a double-digit favorite. Tennessee better win this one because next year having to come back down to Gainesville when Napier's got another year under his belt. By the way, Tennessee, 1-29. in 1-29 in the last 15 years against Florida and Alabama. 1-29. in Think about that. There was a stretch there from 95 to 2006 where Tennessee averaged 10 wins a year. 95 to 2006, Tennessee averaged 10 wins a year. More than 10 wins a year with Philip Fulmer. And they're 1-29 in their last 15 years against Alabama and Florida. So we're going to look at that matchup. Also, a little Favre fallout. This is ugly. Ugly. And it's not just Brett Favre. It's Marcus Dupree, who you've seen on the 30 for 30. The great quarterback from, or quarterback, the great running back from Mississippi that went to Oklahoma. It didn't work out. He had weight issues. The Southern Miss ugliness. He's involved in this. The million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, is involved with this, too. So, what's going on with Brett Favre? Like, got a bunch of money or got some money diverted to build a volleyball facility at Southern Miss, his alma mater, where his daughter plays. But there's an uglier side to this, too. And that's just not... Look, if he gets money diverted, it's one thing. But there's something else that's taking place. And Brett Favre should go to jail for this. Should. Should go to jail for this. All three of them should. We'll see what happens. And finally, Sean Payton. Payton's place. As he now has kicked the tires about, yeah, the right situation next year. I, I'd consider coming back. Everybody's pointing to the Cowboys. I get it. But there are a couple situations that may be better. We'll look at that as well. Again, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. At Harp on Sports Twitter. At Harp on Sports Instagram. Harp on Sports, the auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, the bar, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and of course, harponsports.com, the website. Okay, Rocky Stop. When do you think the last time Tennessee played in a major bowl game was? Major bowl game. Now look, some of the powers have changed in major bowl games, right? We have extra ones now. I went through and looked at this. The last time they played in a major bowl game name-wise was the 04 Cotton Bowl. But you take a step back, the Cotton Bowl during that frame had fallen down a tier. Cotton Bowl was a major bowl game until the late 90s. Once the BCS hit, the Cotton Bowl no longer became a major bowl. It became a secondary bowl. It became what the Outback or the Capital One Bowl would be. Not the Outback anymore, but you get it. And then when the BCS went away, the Cotton Bowl, well, actually not when the BCS went away, Actually, yeah, when the BCS went away and the college football playoff hit about eight years ago, it became a big bowl game again. So there was about a 15-year stretch, 
longer than that where the Cotton Bowl wasn't a major bowl game. Late 90s, all the way through, hmm, 2014, 15, 16-year stretch. Well, they played in that and they lost in it in 04. 99, they played in the Fiesta Bowl. So when you get right onto it, Tennessee hasn't played in a major bowl game, what's considered a major bowl game, 23 years. There's not one, maybe a couple. College football players alive the last time Tennessee played in a major bowl game. How do you get there? Got to beat Florida and Bama. You got to point to your rivals and say, that's the most important thing in the world. It's not just another game. They're more important than everything else because they are. Where coaches get in trouble is they approach big games like they're, it's just another game. It's not. You have to make a bigger deal out of it. John Cooper made that mistake at Ohio State. Jim Trestle didn't. Jim Trestle came in and said, hey, man, we're going after Michigan now. And he gave that famous speech, and he did. What Trestle, Trestle went ridiculous. What was he against him? It was ridiculous. Did he only lose three times against him? Whatever his final record ended up being, it was ridiculous what it was. Was it 10-3, and three, something like that, against him? 10-2? and two, What he did against them was just amazing. So I look at this, and <laughs> I say to Tennessee, this, this is the one you got to win. Rocky, stop. Anything else, being competitive in this game doesn't matter. You're a double-digit favorite at home against a team that, let's face it, is struggling. Yeah, Florida beat Utah, but once teams got tape on Anthony Richardson, good night. Kentucky shut him down. South Florida shut him down. And now you're Tennessee with SEC-caliber athletes. You get this team at home. You're 3-0. Because if you're Tennessee, let's face it, you win this, you get to 4-0. You've got big games down the stretch, but you've got Bandy, you've got Missouri, you've got South Carolina. Tennessee, you win this, all of a sudden you're looking around going, wait a second here. You know, our non-conference slate is bad. Ball State, Nakron, but we did beat Pitt, who's a decent team, beat him in overtime. Tennessee wins this, all of a sudden Tennessee's looking at an 8-9 win season if they win this. Alabama's a loss. Everything else on there is Alabama and Georgia are losses. Everything else on there is up for grabs. They beat this team, then all of a sudden you're like, man, if we just stumble once against who we shouldn't and beat the teams we should down the stretch, we're a 9-3 and football team. Wow. How about that? You lose this, and all of a sudden you're looking around, all of a sudden going, well, hmm. They're still going to have a successful year, a decent year. But, you know, we always talk about, is this team back? Is Texas back? Is Bama back? Is Notre Dame back? For the, is Michigan back? Last year, that was that question. And Michigan was back compared to their history. And they got to the playoff. That's back for them. Tennessee, what's back for Tennessee? Well, they're not a national powerhouse. Tennessee is back when they start beating Florida, Alabama, Georgia, winning two of those three. You can tip my – I'll say, yeah, they're back. Tennessee's back. The national championships aren't the bar for them. You can point to 10 win seasons, but you're going to get there if you – accomplish those things. So this is step one in that direction. But Tennessee's back. Georgia, Bama, Florida, got to beat two of those three. And they're not going to do that this year, but they can knock off one of them. They go 0-3 against these guys. Look, if Tennessee finishes the year 9-3 and and these are their three losses, you can sit there and say, it's a nine-win season. It's like, okay, what's your biggest win? Pitt, what's your other biggest win? LSU, see. And I don't know how good Florida is. But the way Florida's playing right now, here you go. So the hype around Hypel, all this game, the fact that Tennessee's 1-29 their last 30 games, the last 15 years, Tennessee 1-29 against Florida and Bama. Better start winning these things.
Gosh, and I saw this too. The last time Tennessee finished in the top 20 was 2007. 15 years ago. Last time Tennessee finished in the top 20 was 2007. They lose this game, you can forget about it. There's not going to be a top 20 finish if they lose this game. First time in 15 years, we'll see. So, Rocky Top, not quite back, but Rocky Stop. They will have stopped the flooding, which is a 15-year flood in Knoxville. Okay, switching gears. Oh, boy, Brett Favre. Now, look. People are comparing this, and and the Ime Udoku scandal, and this, they're they're two totally different things. Now, if you're more outraged with Ime, I don't know anybody that's more outraged by what Ime Udoku is doing compared to what Brett Favre is. They're two totally separate issues. But, yes, both can be wrong, and the Celtics punishing their guy just because nobody has punished Brett Favre yet doesn't mean the Celtics are wrong. You know, this always happens. Um, and it's a great example of when a police officer pulls you over and you're speeding. Officer, everybody else is speeding. Yeah, but you got caught. Caught you. Caught you. But, but I caught you. You're right. They are. But I caught you. Wrong place, wrong time. Well, you know, we've impeached a president once because he had an extramarital affair. Well, he lied about it. That was the problem. Oh, it was because he did it. Come on. <sighs> come on. <laughs> I wish it were that simple, but come on. Well, this is one of these things where if he's having an affair internally with employees, why don't they just fire him then? Because if they fired him, okay, here's your money. You can walk away with... They are, they're trying to rehab this situation. Now, I know the dirty secret is they don't want him to go somewhere else. I get that. But they're trying to rehab the situation. Like, here's the punishment. You're going to sit out a year, and then we'll decide whether or not we're going to bring you back. Now, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got caught or he was warned. You know, this should be, this is nobody's business. A, ra- a random person's affair is nobody's business. But when you've got, and this is just the way it is, gang, when you've got gambling and people are investing in teams and money, teams aren't, <laughs> look, they're investments. Value up and down. People play the stock market, right? You would like to know if a company that you've invested in the stock market is having problems, right? Well, the same thing here. It's not just a, it's not your kid's little league team. So now if you came out suspended for the year for conduct detrimental to the team, we could have lived with that. I, you know, I I would like to know the dirt, but I wasn't going to keep me up at night if I didn't know it, but that's its own issue. Suspended for the year. I'm fine. It's the Celtics organization. They don't like what he did. Fine. Suspended for the year. After a year, they got to make a decision. What do I think? I don't think he'll coach another game for the Celtics. I don't. Now the Brett Favre situation, something totally different, right? I want to get these names right. John Davis was the executive director in the state of Missouri. Missouri, excuse me. In the state of Mississippi. Don't want to get you, Missouri. John Davis in the state of Mississippi was the executive director of funds to be distributed for the poor. Here's money. Help people get back on track. Well, that's not what happened with it. What happened with it, he's funneled it to people. It's corrupt as corrupt can be. And the governor, was it Phil Bryan? He's gone, right? And John Davis, he's going to jail. Now, how long is he going to go to jail for? A long time. He's going to go to jail for a decade. Because what he was doing was he was funneling money to famous people. So all this money goes out because of COVID. All this money goes out to help people. And what they did with the money, not necessarily COVID, but government funds to help 
feed and clothe and take care of the poor. They built volleyball courts. <laughs> um, they gave money to Marcus Dupree, the former All-American that went to Oklahoma. They did a 30 for 30 on him. When you buy a 137-acre ranch, I mean, people get this money. They don't sit on it. They go out and buy all this stuff. And now they, there's a track record that they have the money. I, I don't know how these people think they're going to get away with it, but they're not going to anymore. At least any way you look at it, stealing and being corrupt, you can point to any political party you want. It's not, a, been a, it's not been a good year to be a liar. It's not been a good year to be a thief and a criminal. And these guys are in a lot of trouble. Ted DiBiase, I mentioned him. He got a couple million dollars for his ministry that apparently they didn't use. They spent it on stuff. And then Favre, where Favre's in trouble, look, what he did was dirty by changing the flow of $5 million dollars. He knew what he was doing was wrong because you see the text where he asked him, well, is the media going to find out about this? You knew he, he, I mean, Jiminy Cricket was telling him, hey, man, don't do this. He didn't care, though. But where Brett Favre's in trouble and where, why Brett Favre should go to jail is because he reportedly received $2 million, which is a ridiculous amount, for speaking engagements that he never did. So now you're taking money and you're not returning a service. Here's money in the pocket. Okay, now you're, now you're stealing. Well, the, go the government gave it to me. Well, now you're stealing. Now you're stealing. If you knowingly take money, which he did here. Now, what he's saying is he, he didn't know where the money was coming from. You notice they're not, they're not going to argue that they didn't take it. Brett Favre's argument in this is not going to be he didn't take it. Brett Favre's argument in this is going to be I didn't know where it was coming from. But if somebody walks up to me and hands me a briefcase with $30,000 cash in it, I go home and I have it on my counter and I'm like, boy, pff, what a nice guy. I'm going to go buy a car. And then it comes out to be stolen. Like, well, I didn't know where the money came from. See, it wouldn't work, would it? Almost the exact same premise, except I use that analogy with me not knowing who the person was that gave me the briefcase. Favre did. So Brett Favre was getting paid to give speeches, and he wasn't giving the speeches. Talking to this John Davis and Phil Bryan, the former governor and this executive director of this task force or this money force, those guys are criminals. They're going to jail. Good. Getting those numb nuts to give you $5 million for volleyball is dirty, and they should be punished for it, and they should go to jail for it. But Favre is just kind of nudging you there. The fact that the government paid him $2 million or over a million dollars to give speeches and he didn't give them, there's where Brett Favre goes, gets arrested. Should get arrested. Have to pay it all back and go to jail. If you're going to bust Lori Laughlin for lying on her kids' transcripts to get scholarship money, where does this fall? Again, Lori Laughlin, and look, I understand what happened there. Felicity Huffman, I understand you lied, you stole money, and so your kids could have scholarships. I get it. Brett Favre giving speeches and not collecting money, how's it any different than what Lori Laughlin did? Felicity Huffman. Marcus Dupree, Ted DiBiase, Brett Favre should all be arrested, and all should be in jail for a little while. Stole! John Davis should go to prison. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. So, yeah. Am I a more? I, I don't know. Anybody's comparing this Ime Adoku situation to Brett Favre. It's like if you're more outraged with Ime Adoku than I don't think anybody's more outraged with Ime Adoku. I just think it's a bigger story because the Celtics actually have some sort of morality in their brain where Mississippi they're still collecting evidence. No, no, Brett Favre's going to get in a lot of trouble. He's in a lot of trouble. He's not, Brett Favre's not sliding on this one, gang. Where's the media coverage on this? It's coming. Now that these indictments and what's going to happen is John Davis is going to roll over on him and let the fun begin. It's just starting. But this is much bigger than just Brett Favre. This goes higher, believe it or not. 
All right. Let me wrap with this. Sean Payton, former Saints coach, coming out saying the right opportunity. He considered return to coaching next year. Okay. Well, the one that's the most obvious is the Cowboys, right? Former Cowboys assistant under Parcells. He goes to New Orleans, wins the Super Bowl. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, who knows what's going on with Dallas. That's going to be a tough go, although he may be playing here, may play this weekend, may be playing here in the next few weeks. But even there's talk that Kellen Moore will be elevated. The Cowboys seem to be the best spot for Sean Payton to go. If he doesn't go there, what's the right situation in the league? And this is where it gets tricky. Because there's certain places where he could be handed a quarterback if it doesn't work out. Cliff Kingsbury, undersized quarterback. Drew Brees, Sean Payton had success with an undersized quarterback. So, look, look there, there are situations where, okay, Arizona would work. Now, there's other situations, I think, if Sean Payton could get a job and get hired where the team has the number one or number two overall pick. Because let's face it, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, we kind of have an idea who's going one-two. We do, don't we? It's not exactly a draft where there's slam dunks at the top, without a doubt, these guys, as of right now. But, right, we got a pretty good idea. And look, you got until the end of the year. But I'll just give you the, as an example. If Matt Rule is done in Carolina, and Carolina has the number one overall pick, and you're Sean Payton, and you can get your hands on one of these two, there's a situation, like the right situation. There's the right situation, right? Now, is Bryce Young a Trevor Lawrence once in a millennia? I don't know. As we get closer and evaluations come in, he looks pretty good. Both those guys look pretty good, right? So depending on your situation and where you land, I don't see any other big names guys stepping out or retiring or leaving. I, I just don't. Not in situations where there's a good quarterback. I, I mean... Harbaugh's going to stay in Baltimore. If he would leave, maybe he'd want that with Lamar. But Lamar Jackson's contract situation is up. I, McDermott's not leaving. You know, I'm looking around the league. I'm trying to sit here. Indianapolis could be one if Indianapolis is very bad and that job opens up and you're Sean Payton. Go, wait a second. I can have Bryce Young and the Colts, and here we go. See, there's certain situations like that that open themselves up. I wrote these places down. But a lot of these only – only the only one that you would take without access to the number one pick of these potential openings is Dallas. The Commanders, if you had the number one pick, maybe, maybe. Talk about a bad situation. I said the Carolina Panthers, again, if you have one of the top two picks. The Colts, one of the top two picks. The Seahawks, if you have one of the top two picks. So that, that Sean Payton, that's kind of where he's going to be. It's kind of where it is, isn't it? I look around the rest of the league, and the coaches are in pretty good situations with their quarterbacks. So you look at places that need quarterbacks that are going to have a top two pick. Especially you have the number one pick. So I can see Sean Payton, Payton coaching the Colts and drafting Bryce Young. I can see Sean Payton coaching the Seattle Seahawks and drafting C.J. Stroud. But if, I mean, he's not going to take the job with the commanders if they have the ninth overall pick. I, I don't know what that's going to do for you. Now, there could be a situation where Jimmy Garoppolo signs with somebody who could go into that situation. But is that what Payton wants? To me, if I'm Sean Payton, it's the Cowboys. You know, if I can have one of the top two picks, maybe, maybe. But the only one that I think that even remotely assembles is the Colts have some talent, but I, I don't know, man. Maybe wait another year. Booth pays a lot of money now. More than coaching. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, the bar, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein.
Have fun with your friends.